0: Welcome to Real Life with Jenny. My name is Jenny Sennepadaratna. Grab your favorite drink, get a snack, and we'll get started. Today I have Georgia peach green tea. Yeah, I know, exciting. And I have a really beautiful plum, which is so exciting in Minnesota when you can find good fruit. Just absolutely love it. So let's get real. I set a challenge for myself from September to September to read 146 books this year. It's May and I'm currently at 133 books. So I'm almost there and I am loving, loving that I'm able to listen to uh, all these books. But one of the problems with this is you continually are running through a series or you're done with that author because that author can't write as fast as you're listening. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to be patient about that and go, wait a minute, when is the next one coming out? Come on, let's go in. I finished this like two weeks ago. How long does it take you to write a book? Um, (laughs) So I have really fallen in love with cozy mysteries, which I have talked about before. One of my favorite series is called um, Sherlock Holmes Bookstore. So it's a lady who owns a Sherlock Holmes bookstore and she lives in West London. I know, how cool is that? It's so fun. And she owns a tea shop. I know I wish this were real like I I really wish that her store and her tea shop were real and they were in West London Minnesota which I don't think we have here but they should they should have it right down the street and I could go to her tea shop and I could go to her bookstore and just hang out with her because she seems really cool she is very much like Sherlock Holmes really intelligent like always observing everything and she solves mysteries I mean, how fun is that? Other than a lot of people tend to pass away in this series, <laughs> which is sad. Um, except that normally you're not really a big fan of whoever passed away, but that's okay. I am just really enjoying that. And now I've hit the end of the series and her next book doesn't come out till 2024. And I'm trying to be patient and not write the author and say, hey, any way that you could speed this up a little. Um, <laughs> But because of that, my friend gave me another book that was placed in the late 1800s. Another mystery, got through that mystery, really enjoyed it. It was a house party and it was really interesting. There's a lot of plot twists and it was super fun. Um, So I think that one's Miss Morton. Morton, mrs morton that's what it was called mrs morton and the house party english house party if you're interested it was super interesting and so i went to get her second book and it still isn't written so i was like what is going on <laughs> like ah and so my handy dandy little libby said hey if you're interested in this book maybe you'll like this series And so I looked at the series and I looked it up because with cozy mysteries, I like to make sure that there's no, um, gruesome anything. I don't really enjoy real murders. That is not something that's enjoyable to me. I know a lot of people are big into that. I'm not, I kind of like things that I don't really see. You know, it's a little like (laughs) Star Wars is just people fall on the ground, but are they dead? Are they not? We don't need to know. It's okay. Um, You just pretend because they're just, they're there and there's no blood or guts. It's kind of (laughs) nice. Oh, it's sad. Anyway, where where am I going with this? Come back. So they showed me this new book series and I did a little bit of research and it seemed really fun. It's about a female Sherlock Holmes and I'm like, okay, how are they going to do this? Right? Like, How are they going to make Sherlock Holmes a female? It could be kind of sketchy. We'll see. And so I started reading the book. And it's about this young lady named Charlotte, who is very observant, very intelligent, great at solving riddles, great at solving, you know, um, looking at people and being able to tell you exactly what's gone on in their lives, you know, just like Sherlock Holmes. And she ends up needing a career but she's a woman so you have a couple options in the early 1900s and there are not very many options especially when you're a woman of means you can become a companion that is about all you can really do i mean there's a couple like a governess or whatever and you're like jenny where are you going it doesn't matter um (laughs) she becomes a companion to a lady named mrs watson I know. Now, those who are Sherlock Holmes fans are just like, okay, Jenny, where's this going? But Mrs. Watson discovers how smart Charlotte is. And so they start putting advertisements in the paper saying Sherlock Holmes will solve your mystery for you and they have a fake person that doesn't actually exist and no one ever meets because he is not available ever but they meet with charlotte they tell them their story what they need done and she solves the crime and sherlock holmes the fake person gets all of (laughs) the credit in fact her sister starts writing down these stories and puts them in the newspaper and that's how he becomes famous, right? So it's kind of this whole, like really what happened kind of thing and it's actually Charlotte doing all the work. And I've been reading this series, I'm actually in book number two, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm going a little bit slower with it than normal because there's a lot of details that you kind of have to catch and I'm, I am have to go back and go, wait, wait, what happened there? Um, I'm not sure I just, dis- I cannot figure out what code and why that's that code, anyway. And I started thinking about this whole world that she's living in, and it's fake. It's really a fake world. Um, Nobody knows that she's actually doing the work. Nobody um, knows that she's, you know, she's not getting any credit for it. Um, She is getting the money, but, you know, kind of going in the opposite direction. And her fake person that she's made up is someone that's getting all the credit. And I started thinking about us today and my own life and how so often I am afraid for people to see the real me. I am afraid for them to see the passions and the things that I love, because what if it doesn't fit the right mold, right? And I really just want to encourage us that God has made you with passions and dreams And unique talents that you don't need to be afraid of using. You don't need to be afraid of using the talents and the giftings that God's giving you, even though maybe it doesn't necessarily um, seem like it should come from you. Because you're maybe quiet and people are like, oh, they don't talk. But boy, when you get up in front of people to lead worship, you are passionate and you love it and you just would never be asked to be on the worship team so you need to go and step out and do that you know i remember when i started teaching girls and i was not the person that they were going to choose i just knew that i was not qualified for the job to teach little girls about jesus That just was not a qualification, but God knew that it would become a passion of mine to be in front of people and that I love being in front of a crowd. I don't like being in a crowd. Isn't that so funny? I hate being in a crowd. It makes me super anxious. I really don't like women's events like, because <laughs> it makes me super nervous and I, my anxiety just gets super high. But God knew that I would love being in front of people. And I had to step out into that and use that talent. And now I know that it's my talent and that I just absolutely love being in front of women and being in front of churches. And that is just something that just brings me extreme joy. So you may have something that maybe not everybody sees, right? That you have a secret craft that nobody knows about. Or you have a secret talent like singing or speaking or you're really great with kids and you don't have kids, right? Isn't that funny how God does that? Like you are super good with being with other people's kids and you haven't been gifted with them yet. It's okay to step into that space and go, you know what? I can do this. I can be talented at this and I can be really good at this. Maybe you're really great at teenagers and you don't have a teenager, or you've had them in the past and now, you know, you're an empty nester going, Well, I'm too old to be in the youth group. No, you're not. You're not too old. It is now that's who we need. We need you to come in and just love on our teenagers because they need it, right? They definitely need it. So I am just encouraging you to step out into places that maybe you have to go and say, hey, can I try this, right? Can I step in and see What talents I might have. I know that when I started um, listening to books when I was in my 20s, my husband actually was like, Hey, why don't you listen to books? It used to be on cassette tapes. I know, I've now aged myself. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I actually listened to The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit (laughs) on cassette tapes. And it was life changing for me, but I never thought in a million years, I'd be a book reader. It just never dawned on because it wasn't something that was in my skill set, right? It wasn't something that I was supposed to be able to do because I'm dyslexic. And I still thought this is important enough to me that I'm going to step into this place and try to figure out how to creatively figure out how to do it. And I'm asking you, as right now you're kind of thinking about something that you've always wanted to do, that you've been afraid to do, to step out into that. Let's go for it. Find a creative way to go after that dream that God's given you and that talent that God's given you and not worry about the things that you've learned up till now, right? You're not a reader, you're dyslexic, you're never going to be someone that, uh, that gets to go into all these worlds that people talk about and you know you hear all these really cool things about readers live a hundred thousand lives because they you know read everybody else's world and all the things you can learn and grow with and I was like I can't do any of that because I'm not a reader and I can never be a reader because I'm dyslexic and then I found a way right and now I'm at 133 books this year and loving every minute of every book I get to read. Well, there's been a couple that have been sketchy, but (laughs) we'll talk about those on another podcast. So go for it. Try to find a creative way to make that dream work for you. So you're a female who's super intelligent and can solve crime, and you are in a man's world and can't do that. Make up someone and do the job anyway, right? Be creative. Think of ways to make what God has given you, your talents and your dreams, and go for it. That's my encouragement this week. Go for it. Well, that's all I have for you this week. I just pray that you get some creative ideas on how to go after the dreams God's given you. You can find me on Real Life with Jenny on Instagram, Facebook, and Be Real. You can also find me at ChristConnection.cc slash All of my info is there. I would love to come out to your church or your women's event or your women's conference and just share some things that God has on my heart for your group. Um, Contact me. We can kind of talk about it. But I've got some openings for the fall and for Christmas of 2023. So um, contact me if you have any questions. This week, let's go for it. Let's go after, let's think creatively about how to use God's gifts and talents that he's given you. Have a great week.